Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. It was, what was it, gang? Uh, a couple of days ago, uh, or last week, I believe it was, that uh, I uh, had Senate Majority Leader uh, Chuck Schumer on, uh, who was talking about the, um, uh, the what is now law, and and that is the Inflation Reduction Act, the IRA, uh, and and you know I ended up getting a um, a, a email from uh, John Boy Jr. Farmer, you know who comes on our show frequently, and I got gangs of emails uh, from other, especially from black farmers, almost predominantly from black farmers, that were very concerned about uh, the uh, IRA, the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, and and their argument was that the Senate reneged on a promise to black farmers. Well, it opened up a tidal wave of, of emails and, and charges back and forth. Um, let me let me let me do this. Let me play, if you don't mind, because I have a very special guest, and I and I can't thank him enough for coming on, and I'll introduce him in in a minute. But let me play uh, one clip from that interview I did with uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer about this very subject. Now I have here something I I need your explaining because uh, John Boyd, as you know, and you uh, and know John Boyd with the Black Farmers, I do uh, very yeah. well. Uh, I'm reading this, uh, and let me just read. And it says the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022, Section 22008, repeals the American Rescue Plan Act. Uh, which provides black, native, and other Joe, farmers of Joe, color. Yeah. What? What? Explain what happened. Okay, what we put in the bill, and this was led by our two African-American senators, Cory Booker of New Jersey and Raphael Warnock, we put in $2.2 billion for black farmers. That's going to help them keep their farms. Now, there was in the old bill a um, a, a proposal that there could be no more foreclosures. There should be a moratorium. I weren't sure that was legal. The administration can probably do that on its own in a good way, and we will hopefully get some of that done. But in the meantime, there's a lot of money to prevent foreclosures. So it was a good bill, and both Warnock and Booker were very happy with it as it came to black farmers. But uh, you can tell Mr. Boyd will work with them on the moratorium, which is something that should happen. Too. All, right, all right, then fine. Now, this was the next day, I believe, or the, a few, a couple of days later, because uh, Farmer Boyd, John Boyd, was listening. And uh, he was smoking, man. He was hot. And this was his, his, one of his responses. I want to clear some things up. All right. The, the language doesn't say anything about black farmers. It doesn't say anything about socially disadvantaged farmers. And it doesn't say anything about farmers of color. The first bill we had in 2016 specifically said just for black farmers. It failed in the farm bill. Then we came back and it said, okay, boy, we got to add farmers of color. And we think we can get something passed. 
And we did. We got debt relief for uh, black and other farmers of, 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 of color uh, for $4 billion and, and $1 billion for debt relief and discrimination. But this bill repealed, repealed debt relief for, for black and other farmers wow. of color. And there's nothing in there, no safety guards that says that everything that they passed in that bill is for the discretion of the secretary. And I would like to listeners to know, under Section uh, uh, 1005 that we were brought in court, 1006, there was no restrictions. And under uh, Section 1006, there was already a billion dollars to pay farmers who have been discriminated against, and the secretary didn't pay one. And now they, they want me to believe that all of a sudden USDA is going to start processing these cases first for black farmers. And, and uh, we all know what, what once they turn the money loose, what happens at, at uh, USDA. So we see this, Joe, as another broken promise to black farmers. So another why, broken why? promise to, to blacks. Now, that was his response. And then uh, we invited Senator Booker to come on, and we got immediate response. It, his apologies that, um, what did he say, he's on the road and won't be able to speak with me. But they did send yesterday a written statement from his, his, uh, from his office, and let me read it verbatim. I am proud that the Inflation Reduction Act reprograms funds for black farmers in need of immediate assistance. The funding originally authorized by the American Rescue Plan for Debt Forgiveness is being blocked by multiple courts and faces years of litigation with uncertain outcome. Had Congress not acted, another generation of black farmers were facing foreclosure and land loss. The Inflation Reduction Act will protect and stabilize those farmers and also provides additional financial assistance for black farmers and others who have suffered discrimination by USDA. I understand, this is Cory Booker saying, I understand why some black farmers are skeptical that the provisions in the Inflation Reduction Act will actually be Uh, implemented in such a way as to help black farmers. For over 100 years, the federal government has made promises to black farmers and has failed to keep those promises. This time has to be different, and I intend to work closely with USDA to ensure that this $5 billion is distributed quickly to black farmers and other farmers in need. Now, I just got that yesterday from his office. Now, this gives me the opportunity uh, to, in, to, uh, to introduce Lloyd E. Wright, who is a farmer and retired uh, uh, USDA employee with 37 years experience at the USDA, and he served as the director of the USDA Office of Civil Rights from 97 to 98. And by the way, during the period, that period, he began with the Black Farmers Class Action Lawsuit. This was Pigford that we talked about. And it, 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 you know, it goes on and just a distinguished uh, history with the USDA. And Mr. Wright, first of all, thank you for, for responding. Let me give you a chance 
to respond to what you just heard. And I, I say this, can uh, my grandfather used to live on a farm, and he always said, can you put it where the goats can get it? <laughs> you know, because, as you know, goats eat down to the roots. Yeah. Uh, what's your response to this? And I'll be honest with you. Um, uh, I asked uh, uh, John Boyd to send me uh, some questions that I could ask you, and I'll share those questions with you. But thank you for coming on this morning. Yeah. Well, well Jeff, thanks for inviting me on. And um, But let me start off by saying that uh, we should be praising Senator Booker and Senator Warnock for having done an outstanding job of uh, taking something that the, the old bill that the American Rescue Plan that was initially passed was really uh, in court, and as the senator pointed out, not likely to happen in the near future. And, and, and what they were able to do was to revise that uh, in such a way that we think it'll cut mustard and not subject to lawsuits, um, and provide $5.3 billion to uh, farmers uh, to resolve uh, uh, issues. Now, part, it is true that it'll be open to all, but that was necessary because the uh, the, the uh, bill that's in court that we cannot implement was because it was open to social disadvantaged farmers. And, and let me back up another step. Uh, there have been three attempts. The American Rescue Plan, the Build Back Better, and then the, the final one is the uh, inflation reduction. Uh, none of them mention black farmers. So when people tell you they're upset that it, this one does not, neither did the other two. They mentioned in the first bill social disadvantaged farmers, and that included black farmers. But uh, none of them have missed it. So I have mentioned that. So to say this one does not, it's you know counterproductive. Uh, but that one was in court, so you needed to take social disadvantage out of the second two attempts. The Build Back Better took uh, uh, social disadvantage out and tried to deal with farmers who had distressed situations, basically, and then uh, tried to provide a little more money for direct payments to farmers. The initial bill provided only $50 million directly to farmers for direct payments, and the other was left up, the other billion dollars, other portion of the billion dollars was left up to the secretary to, to distribute. It was my understanding that probably about $250 million of that would have gone for direct payments to farmers. Senator Booker and, and Senator Warnock uh, changed that, and now we're going to have $2.2 billion to go directly to farmers who can d demonstrate discrimination. So I don't know how they could have done better, and I'm disappointed that a lot of folk are passing out misinformation, and there are a handful of farmers, uh, based on misinformation, because I don't think they've read either of the three bills, uh, that, are, that are claiming to be against it. But I will tell you that the black community supports what Senator Booker and Warnock did. And as a matter of fact, I spent all day in a board meeting yesterday with the social disadvantaged uh, Policy Research Center, 
and they voted unanimously to support this bill. And that, that there, there's 20 people, 21 people on that board um, representing uh, 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 the 1890 land grant universities, um, black farmer organizations, uh, black farmers, black uh, agriculture businesses, and a few other folk like me. And, uh, and we voted unanimously to support mm. it. And I would say the position taken by the policy center represent black farmers. There's a lot of misinformation out. And, and, and for example, the uh, moratorium is not an issue in that the Secretary of Agriculture is not going to foreclose on farmers while we're trying to process this. All right. Now, let me ask this question. And this is a question that John Boyd sent me. Uh, and 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 he and, and I'll read it. He said, "Now that the burden of, he asked, now that the burden of proof is on the farmers to prove their cases to be deemed economically distressed to receive loan modifications or past discrimination, who is going to help these farmers complete their paperwork to comp- to compete for this smaller pot of funding?" And then there's a second question. What is the difference between 120% debt forgiveness and loan modification? Uh, Let me take one of those at a time. Sure, please. Uh, There are two pieces here you're talking about. You're talking about uh, debt modifications, which is going to be handled by uh, USDA Farm Service Agency. And then we are talking about direct payments to farmers. One one pool, there's three point um, uh, one billion. The other one have two point two billion. Now you should not have to prove that you are economically distressed to get the benefits from the three point one. That that information exists in USDA, and it's my understanding talking to the folk who drafted the bill. They intend that USDA look at those farmers who are in, who are in the rear, uh, delinquent, who may be in foreclosure uh, or approaching foreclosure, uh, or, or, or other kind of economic distress for the farmers, you know, who who are dealing directly with USDA, and and, and try to bring them up to date, make them current. And, and and I was going to say, if, and so you don't need to talk to a farmer. They know that already. They don't have to ask a farmer about that. That's all in their record. So you're not going to have to prove that you're economically distressed. So that's that answers not the, an issue. Okay, go ahead. Now, the second half um, about discrimination, uh, it's been well documented. Uh, if you go back and read the 65 um, commission um, uh, uh uh, on civil rights report and the 82 and a whole bunch of other reports, uh, it's been well documented that blacks have been discriminated against. Uh, I, I'm old enough to have grown up when, in, in, in the deep south state of Virginia where discrimination was legal up until 64. You know, uh, I, I attended schools and uh, I never attended a class with anyone other than a black until I got my master's. So, the, the segregation was legal, so blacks should not have much of a problem uh, dealing with these local committees 
And that's one of the big problems that this thing will not address. Uh, having decisions made at the local level is not good for black folk. Had, they, had local folk been allowed to run their own show, we'd still have segregated schools. So you, we need that. that's another thing that needs to be addressed but could not be addressed here, should be addressed in the Farm Bill. But I don't see blacks having as much of a, a problem, uh, and, and it's not proof of discrimination. You've got to outli outline evidence of it. And, and we've outlined some of the things that you can present to, to convince the decision makers that there's evidence. So I don't see that as being a big problem. Now, and, uh, uh, and I think uh, it's going to work, mm -hmm. you know, for those who have been discriminated against most, we'll have the easiest, uh, 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 you know, a burden of, of trying to demonstrate that that occurred. All right. Now, let me ask, and by the way, for this audience, we're talking with uh, Lloyd E. Wright, who is a farmer and a retired United States Department of Agriculture employee, 37 years of service with USDA, served as the director of the USDA Office of Civil Rights, 1997 to 1998, and during the beginning period of the Black Farmer class action lawsuit, this is Pickford, and we've talked about that in years past, uh, uh, Mr. Wright served as advisor to the Secretary of Agriculture and worked on civil rights program complaints that were filed between the year 2000 and 2008 and not processed and by and I should also add he is an advisory board member of the socially disadvantaged farmer and rancher policy research center at Alcorn University uh with that having been said uh I another question that I was told to ask you was as former USDA civil rights director how many black and native american and other farmers of color discrimination cases did you resolve by settlement? Well, um, 20 some. Um, I, I have resolved and found more cases of discrimination in the two years I was director than has been found since. Okay. And, and uh, I took over Office of Civil Rights that was dysfunctional. Uh, I hired 32 new employees, uh, made it functional, started to investigate for the first time complaints. And uh, by the way, I was going coming in the door when we were selling John's complaint, which was one of the first ones that got settled, by the way, and, uh, and, and, and set up a process for settling complaints. Uh, and uh, prior, early on, we told folks they had been discriminated against and provided them nothing. I, I set up a process for making, uh, for compensating farmers who had been discriminated against, for uh, providing them with debt relief, 100% debt relief, by the way, and not partial, and gave them priority for future programs. So if you look at my record, you'll find that although I was director for a short period of time, I actually settled more cases with black farmers than uh, all of the other directors that have been in since then, and that's been I've been retired 24 years. All right. Uh, so, uh, okay. I, I I can't give you, but it was in the 20s. Okay. And the reason that uh, I didn't settle more is that uh, when the Pigfoot started, uh, the attorneys for Pigfoot uh, took over all of the black cases, 
and and really it was difficult to settle any more cases. Why, why was it difficult? Because farmers had to opt out of Pigfoot legally in order to talk to me even. So I, I couldn't even talk to them because the attorney of record for all of the uh, black farmers, once Pigfoot got started, you know, was the lawyers for Pigfoot. And they weren't sure. Uh, they thought they were going to get the kind of treatment that I had been given farmers. And when I talked to farmers uh, about compensation, I had a process set up uh, with economists and, 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 and others to figure out damages. And we paid farmers um, large sums of money would, for damages. Would, would you, uh, just for us uh, that, that may aren't, you know, particularly folks who don't know, what was the – they're hearing the word Pickford case. What was that case in a nutshell? What was that case about? That case was about uh, two things. The uh, Department of Agriculture in 1983 eliminated, or, or, or what I say, eliminated or dismantled the Office of Civil Rights. So between 83 and when I became director, 97, uh, black farmers really didn't have a place to go to to get relief, and that the office had been dismantled. They got rid of the investigators. So I became director in 97, and I started to, uh, first of all, we tried to resolve some of the complaints, only to find that I didn't have investigators, and I didn't have private investigators because since they weren't spending money on them, we didn't have any train. So I almost, I almost had to start from scratch and build in the Office of Civil Rights. But so they made so from 83 then until the office was rebuilt in 98, farmers didn't have a place to go. So the, we, we, we got a, a, a law passed to uh, restore the statute of limitations for the period of time for which farmers should have had their complaints processed between 83 and 98. And we went back two years on each of those dates because of the fact that you should have had two years to, come to, to process your complaint. That's how long the statute existed for. So that's why the dates for Pickford is 81 to 96. It's, it's, it's two years prior to the time the office was dismantled and two years prior to the time it was rebuilt. And I rebuilt the office when I was director. So that's what – and so Pickford was designed – to deal with those farmers who were discriminated in that period of time uh, as a class, because it was going to be difficult to do that administratively, and that the bar, to be perfectly honest with you, is, was too high. Um, I had a former judge um, who served as my legal advisor uh, who helped me get these cases through OGC, and, and getting a complaint through OGC is difficult. We need to get OGC out of civil rights. But I, I had to fight every case that I settled. And what is OGC? The Office of General Counsel. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, that's all right. I, I mean, just so that I know. Now, th there's a, there's another question, and that is, uh, again, is is there a time frame? This is being asked by by other farmers too. Is there a time frame? And, and you're not for USDA. 
to provide assistance to those farmers who were eligible and received contracts accepting the 120% debt relief to receive assistance under Section 22006 of the Inflation Reduction Law. Now, that's a lot for me to unpack. So can you kind of break it down as to what this question represents, in your opinion? Let me make it clear. I'm not a USDA employee, so I, I, I think that's a better question for USDA. But let me point out one little minor thing. All right. Um, that act doesn't exist anymore. The bill eliminated that. So the, 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 that's what the court thing was about. So I don't know how you're going to implement something that doesn't exist. But I think that's a question better addressed to USDA, who may tell you it's hard to implement something that doesn't exist. And it was tied up in court in either case. So the, 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 the replacement for that, rather than allow that money to sit there and, and for the foreseeable future, we didn't think this thing was going to get through court to help any farmers. And by then, a lot of the black and other farmers would be out of business. So rather than have that $4 billion just be sitting in a pile while we discuss in court what to do, um, the, the, the wisdom of the two senators who put this together was to close that out, take the money out, and put it in two piles that will help farmers. And it's going to help more than black farmers, as it must. But uh, the extent to which black farmers are under stress, they're going to get debt relief. And the extent to which farm, black farmers have been discriminated against, they're going to get settlements up to a half a million dollars. So uh, I think this is an outstanding bill. It disappoints me that a lot of misinformation is being put out which is confusing a lot of the public, uh, and many of them against what's being done uh, by two heroes who, st- who, who stepped out and were very innovative in putting together a strategy that's going to help more blacks. Than other. Let, let me give you one other little detail if you have time. Oh, I mean, take all, we're going we're to take all the time we need. Yeah. <laughs> so let, go ahead. Let me, let me tell you what the bill that people are bad-mouthing having been eliminated would have done. Um, it would have done debt relief for all farmers based on race, social disadvantaged farmers. Now, of the, of the farmers who would have gotten debt relief under that bill, 47% of the debt relief would have gone to American Indians. 26% of the people, I'm sorry, 26% of the People would have been, 47 would have been Native American, 26 would have been Hispanics, 18% would have been blacks. So everybody thinks these things about blacks. We're going to get less than, the only ones who get less than blacks would be the Asian farmers. Uh, we only were going to get 18% of the, by number, which was 3,100 black farmers. And that represents 8% of the black farmers. Ninety-two percent of the black farmers were not going to get a darn thing out of that, simply because they stopped making loans to black farmers. So if you didn't have a loan, we didn't forgive anything. So 92 percent of the black farmers would have received zero. And then although we were going to get 18 percent of the number, we were only going to get 13 percent of the money. 
So of that $4 billion, blacks would have received less than $300 million of it. $3.7 million would have gone to American Indians, Hispanics, Asians, and others. So when folks start talking about what would have happened to blacks, they will get one hell of a lot more money under this new bill in that we were talking about only 8%, leaving 92% of the black farmers with nothing. Getting 18% of the, of the by number of the farmers who would have benefited, but only 13% of that $4 billion. Under the new one, uh, there won't be any more farmers getting debt relief because if you don't have a debt, you can't give them relief. So we need to address the fact that the USDA uh, in the last few years have done a very poor job in providing debt uh, uh, loans to blacks. And when, 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 a, when a black farmer cannot get a USDA loan at a 2 or 3% interest rate, some of them use their credit cards, and, and you know what that is. Some of them uh, wait and pay the lime fertilizer seed dealer when they get their uh, crops out, in which case after about uh, 30 to 60 days, if you have a good company, they might give you 60. Most of them give you 30 days to pay you'll end up paying 18 to 20% interest. And some of them born from families, they, all kinds of things. When we're doing a study is being done now by the policy center to find out where blacks get their money, because it's clear they don't get it from USDA. Now, I have... Uh, they'll uh, need to fix. Yeah, there is, um, and again, uh, I, I, like I said, I, I'm, I'm getting information from uh, different sources, Um Rather, uh, uh, one of the news agencies, and this was, again, sent to me, uh, said, uh, let's look at the math. Now, again, break this down for us and people listening. 11,000 farmers, and I I guess they were talking about farmers of color, 11,000 farmers were 90 days delinquent, and 31% were farmers of color. So that would equal... About 3,400, a little over 3,400. 69% were white farmers. Uh, and the article that I read said the law allocates $3.1 billion to the USDA for loan adjustments or payments for farmers who hold loans from the agency. The uh, Farm Service Agency a lender of last resort, and $2.2 billion for farmers who have experienced discrimination in the agency's lending. So uh, the conclusion it was that uh, farmers of color are overrepresented uh, and, and it says, uh, 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 and that more than 31% of those behind on payments are racially, are racial minorities. Um, but they make up about 16% of the USDA loans, uh, distributed in 2020 and 2021. So how are farm, why, it asks why are farmers of color overrepresented when 69% of the farmers are more than more than 90 days late are white uh, am, am i making sense with with what yes. i'm reading 
Yeah, those numbers are probably correct. And, 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 and if, in fact, people are concerned that white farmers, too, will get debt adjustment, uh, yes, they will. And, 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 and it was perceived that the only way we could get a bill that would not end up in court again uh, is to have opened it up and made it available. Both the, 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 the uh, direct payments are open to all farmers and as well as the debt relief. So of those numbers, I have not studied the particular numbers you're reading now, but they are believable numbers, yes. Now, so let me go. Uh, what what can be, what should be the next step? Uh, I mean, because one of the things I'm, I, I thought about this morning as I was trying to wrap all this in my head uh, is... Um, should should there be a uh, and and again I know you you're not with the USDA, but I, would I be out of place if I said you know maybe Biden, Schumer, uh, Joy, uh the farmers Boyd and other representatives, is there a re, uh, again with Warnock and 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 Cory Booker and by by the way people. Folks ought to know Cory Booker has a very large farmer constituency in New Jersey. They don't call it the Garden State for nothing. Um, um, is there is there is should there be a a farm summit meeting with Biden and 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 Schumer and these and these farmers who have complaints? I mean, just, and this is I'm asking your opinion. Well, yes. And no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me give you the no part. Okay, go ahead. Give me the yes part and then the no part. <laughs> well, look, I'm tired of, I spent a whole lot of my life sitting around tables, uh, documenting what we were aware of before we started to document. And that is that um, black farmers and, and Native American farmers have been grossly discriminated and abused for 150 years. And we know what the problems are. So, uh, uh, and I wouldn't necessarily sit with with, uh, either of the independent leaders out here who claim to represent black farmers. I would sit with the policy center that have black farmer groups on it, uh, university people, farmers, and whatever. That's a better place to work than with an individual who may have their own reasons for wanting to fight a particular law. Um, uh, my, my concern is that we try to, cons- to save as many black farmers as possible. We've gone from almost a million black farmers down to 38,000, and they're still declining. Uh, so I don't think, when I say no, uh, I, I don't think sitting down having a discussion is what we need. I think sitting down fixing things is what we need. Well, and see, that's where I might I, I would disagree. I even though the the, the folks may have different approach, I think they I think everybody needs to be in the room. But that's me, and and again, I'm not a farmer. I'm just thinking you just bring anybody and shut the door, and we may fuss fuss and fight with each other. Uh, but I I I think if I'm wrong, and again, I'm not on the inside. Everybody wants the same thing, as I hear the argument. Yes, but how do we go about it? We want the same thing, and here's my concern, though. Okay. 
I don't want to have an argument over uh, things that are not true. And, 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 and I, you know, I, I like to start with the facts and then let's sit down and figure out how to fix it. Uh, you know, in terms of some things we know we need to do, you need to fix the Office of Civil Rights. It's still dysfunctional. In, inside USDA. Both for the employees and for the farmers. They don't have a place to go. Uh, when they get discriminated against, you know, they're wasting their money to hire a lawyer uh, unless they're going to go to court. Uh, and they might get relief, but they're not going to get it at USDA. That office is dysfunctional. Uh, I tell folk it should be put in receivership, uh, taken out of USDA, signed to a judge or someone, and rebuild it and get the Office of General Counsel out. Can Biden, I, I'm not can sure Biden do that? The Office of Civil Rights yeah. in the department. Can, can, it, President Bi- can President Biden do that? Yes, he can. Oh, well, then that answers that question. That's, that's why you ought to have him in the meeting. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, but but they're not even talking about that. Then I would eliminate the county committees. Right. Uh, I, and need, I, yeah, you know, because they're a big part of the problem. Yes, they are. Yeah. But but back a hundred and some year, hundred years ago, maybe local control was working, and that you probably at that time you only provided services to white farmers. Right. Blacks couldn't even go in the office. Right. And you didn't have good communications. But with with the communications we have now, I would eliminate the county committees. I would make all of the FSA employees, federal employees, hired through the civil service system. And I would give them standards of performance. And if they couldn't figure out how to provide equal services to all, uh, I would fire them. Uh, but now you have a system where it's difficult to manage because you got too much local stuff involved. Okay. That that's that's ancient. Uh, so I would eliminate that altogether. So there's a whole bunch of things that I think need to be done, and we already know what they are. So when I say that, sitting down talking, we really sit down need to sit down and fix it. Yeah, and 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 so I think we're saying the same thing. And now I understand what you mean by yes and no. Uh, and and but you're right. It's, this is not to have a, for lack of a better phrase, uh, a, a, I, I won't say it, but a, a, a B session. I mean, just to hear each other, you know, fuss at each other. Yeah, uh, and, and, and we don't, and just because someone is making a lot of noise don't mean they have the facts. Uh, the Policy Center was created in, 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 in 2014 to try to bring folk together so we, and do research so we don't ask the uh, a Congress to do something in a farm bill only to find out that it's already being done or not needed or will have a negative impact. Yeah. So we, we base, try to base our decisions on facts. And, 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 and the decision they made to support this bill is based on facts. Uh, it, it will help far more black. The, 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 the new bill will, will help far more, far more black farmers because it's going to do something for that 92% that was not going to get debt relief under any of the bills and won't get it now because they don't have a, bit, uh, a loan. So they might get some cash so we can get them out of, uh, not out of debt necessarily, but we can get them far enough out so they can continue to farm and save their land. So th- this is an outstanding bill, and when someone tells you different, they haven't studied the options that were available for the, mm. for the senator. All right. I'll, you know, I'll cut it there. I, I, I hope we can get back to you. I'm certain we, I'm going to get a ton of emails, uh, both uh, 
pro and con. Um, you know, I, I thank you. I, I know we've never had an opportunity to meet, but I thank you for coming on. And uh, I must admit, I got responses uh, from everybody involved. And uh, I, I, I'm, in, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ra- trying to wrap my head around it. And even though we're urban affairs, <laughs> you know, we, everybody on this channel, every listener, they want farmer, our black farmers to be successful. And I, and I know that's what everybody wants. It's a question of how do we do it? How do, how do we keep black farmers from losing their farms? Right. That's really what I mean. I, everybody knows that that's the mission. Uh, and and the other side isn't even thinking about it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Let me make one other little point. Sure. The, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll give you the last word. Go ahead. The bill will be implemented, the, the, the direct payments to farmers, by a non-government entity, not by the Department of Agriculture. So the real thing now on the table that we should be concerned with is how and who the secretary select to be one or more of the non-government entities to implement this. And if he selects the right person and, and have the right guidance, this thing could be a lifesaver. Uh, on the other hand, you can mess it up. So I think we should be now focusing on implementation. I think we got an outstanding bill, and we've had some outstanding bills in the past, you know, from the 40 acres and the mule and on down, but, but they never got implemented. So the important thing here is that we should concentrate and work with the Department of Agriculture to make them implement this. Do you trust Tom Vilsack to do that? Um, I think we need to get support from the political community to help him understand that this must be done and done soon and properly. Got you. Yeah, and, I, I think I answered your question. No, you did. And and you know what? To be quite candid, my listeners are part of that community. I mean, you know, uh, that, that, it, I hear I understand what you're saying. But yeah. thank you. Hey, thank you so much, Mr. Wright. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Uh, and we may have to get you back and others. Thank you. I- I'm available. All right. Appreciate that. All right. OK, um, let's do this. I am over time. But like I said, I want to get as different opinion. Um, and you you had a chance to hear this. Uh, now, I'm going to stick to my guns uh, on this one, to be honest. And I'm going to be straight up. I think that, and and I know we have the ears of the White House. Oh, trust me. Because I heard from them, which I'm appreciative of. Uh, And let me say this real quick. Republicans aren't doing a damn thing about this. This isn't even on their radar. Let me also say that most of these folk who have filed lawsuits to stop these black farmers from getting loans and, and moratorium and all of that, have been white Republicans on the local level. That's why they're tied up in court. Now, that's a fact. Those are facts. So they're not even, I mean, they're not helping at all. 
They're, they're just that they're at all. That, and by the way, whatever relief was in the IRA Act, remember, every Republican voted against it. So that's why I said, don't call up here now, you black Republicans, and saying, oh, you're shielding for the Democrats. I didn't even have to deal with this address. Your party in Congress didn't vote for anything. You voted against whatever it is. Now, let's, right, now, so having said that, it, here's my suggestion to President Biden. You get Vilsack and Boyd and representatives from the socially disadvantaged farmer and rancher, whoever, and you have a summit meeting. And I'm, I'm very serious. And you shut the door, and, and, and then you got to make a decision. And, oh, by the way, the last thing that was said, and you heard the hesitation, do you trust Vilsack to do the right thing? Now, that let me tell you something. I heard that hesitation. And the answer was, you got to make him. That was really the answer. There's where the president comes in. There's where the president comes in. Now, I, I look, I'm not in the meeting, <laughs> okay? But I'm listening with the third ear. There's, there's where Biden needs to step up. And if he wants a copy of this discussion, he can get it online with everybody else. I'll send it to him. But that's what should happen. And I don't mean next year. That is what should happen. And everybody should be in the meeting. And Biden can do it. Everybody should be in that meeting. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.